Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. 928-428-9494. Happy Thursday everybody. Hope you are having a good day. I know I am. It's warming up again a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Not too bad. Um, That's all right. (laughs) I'm okay with this weather. When it gets like into the 40s and the 30s, that's when I... I didn't move here for the 30s. Um, I, you know, we were talking before we went on the air. Why Why did, you know, you wind up in Arizona? Right. And mine was job related. Not my job, my ex's job. But I, did, I didn't want snow anymore or cold. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have Victoria Silva, Leslie Talley from the library. They join me every first Thursday of the month. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for keeping up this appointment with us. We really appreciate it. No problem. I still, I, I get such a kick out of, I, look, I'm telling tales out of school. Because um, <laughs> I talked to Matt Hoschel yes. a fair amount, assistant to the city manager. And uh, Matt's great. Mm-hmm. He's wonderful to deal with. And so is John. I want to say this. I, I get along with John. I like John. Mm-hmm. And I think John has done a tremendous job at selecting uh, department heads. He really has. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. I really believe he's, and good department heads mean good departments. Correct. So, uh, you know, all credit to him. Um, but apparently John forgets that you're on a lot, <laughs> is what I hear. Because he's like, well, maybe we'll get on the radio. And, and Matt has to remind him, you know, the library's on every month. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I the man has bigger things to worry about than my show. So I, I understand that. I'm not. Who doesn't want to hear about the library, though? Like, yeah. come on, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, as I will say it again to every city department in all the communities, Thatcher, Pima, as well. The show is open and available. The point is to get information out to the community. Right. So. You guys are the ones in Stafford that take advantage of it. That's although cool. although Brimhall will occasionally. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, yeah. he's pretty good about, about popping on. Because mm-hmm. um, he has the unenviable position of having to deal with rate increases. Yeah, he's yeah. the utilities director. You, yeah, yep. you guys get everything, you know. Hey, it's free to the community. Yeah, for the fun, <laughs> yeah, the fun the, public facing stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And Jason has to come on and explain, well, you're... Your electric went up because natural right. gas was 400% over what we paid and you know a year ago. Right. And so you know, he has the tough job. Yes, but, he does. Uh but he'll come on every now and mm-hmm. then. And and I've had Lance on too. Yep. Henry's been on a couple times. Yep. So um yeah, now you guys just need a finance director. <laughs> <laughs> that stays. <laughs> yeah. I it, it's City of Safford Finance and Our Neighbor's Farm and Pantry, for whatever reason, can't seem to keep a director in those positions. I'm not sure why. Although, again, speaking to Hoshel, he explained, look, once you've once you've got all the requirements to be a finance director, right. there's way more money in the private sector. There is. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and why would you want to be you right. know, a government finance director when you can make two to three times yeah you can what you make somewhere else when i was at the the courier um our chief financial officer who is the cousin of of the ceo okay who is the son of one of the founders oh wow okay left the company to go work at raytheon because raytheon could pay more Mm -hmm. 
And he's like, I have a family. You know, it doesn't matter that my name's on the shingle, too. It doesn't. There's more money to be made here. Right. So right. You, you can't begrudge anybody doing that. No, no, you can't. So I, I don't envy the city right now trying to find a finance director. Although the staff says they're doing a pretty good job, I think. They're doing a great job in the interim. So. Yeah, yeah. I, no complaints. I mean, everything's flowing smoothly. Mm-hmm. But, it is. But still, it'd be nice to have it in-house. And mm-hmm. So... Uh, all right, let's talk about the fun stuff, the good stuff mm-hmm. that's free for everybody. How are things at the library? How was Halloween? We did our car- Carnival Thursday, right? Yeah, our Carnival is Thursday. So Halloween itself, we just had candy at the desk. No, and, no, I meant just so. the Halloween activities. I'm sorry. I didn't mean the actual day. I, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, the activities, no, they went well. Our um, Halloween uh, preschool Carnival um, for zero to or two to five on Thursday went very well. Um, we do that every year, and the kids really enjoyed it, and the parents do as well. And after the program, they get to go and do a costume parade through the library, which I think is a nice way for the kiddos to dress up. It's morning. It's before nap time, very important. Um, and we had a lot of um, new folks. We had we had a, uh, a lot of new adults that we've never seen before. So that was kind of fun to see those families come through. And then we did our Twilight Trivia Night. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer and really Misty well. put that together for us. And I'm, I know we're going to do future trivia nights, correct? Yeah. The, so keep an eye out for more adult trivia nights coming because the Twilight one went off. They put so much work into it, but it was really well received. And by the end of it, there was a whole list on the wall of other trivia nights people would like to see. So What are, what are the top requests? Oh, we had a friends trivia night. We had an office Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh gosh. Um, trying to Harry Potter the list. Harry Potter for sure. But just anything that has a fandom can have a trivia night, basically. <laughs> so, and we don't we offer those. a lot of programs for only adult audiences, and I think that's what was really nice. So it, it could be a date night out. We had one or two couples, I think, coming through mm-hmm. that it was their date night, and they just kind of came and had fun, and it's all in good fun and. The winner won the Golden Onion, which is something, yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I've never seen Twilight or read the books. So. I've seen them and read them, but I didn't get the reference. I just know the Golden Onion was 3D printed in our makerspace. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. I was hoping that you'd say something that I might actually know. <laughs> but Yeah, we they tested the, we did a test run of the trivia and I'm like, I have no idea. They just want to make sure the, the software work and it worked and it does. So well, Apparently the questions were pretty hard. I did get that from a lot of people leaving it that it was because it was only based on the books mm-hmm. yeah oh, so okay. you had to have read the book series there were some that were movies but most of it was books because that's where it originally came from and there's more detail in the books too so yeah but yeah. it was it was difficult um even the one that created it uh, kind of forgot a few of the answers to the questions so <laughs> you know she did a good job <laughs> but they were fully immersed the two of them in the twilight world for a month, a good month to get this ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So today, though, is Dias de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Uh, Muertos, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's today, right? Over at the annex? It is. At 5 o'clock, um, we have a presenter speaking. His name is, and I'm going to try to remember what his name is because I always uh, mess up his name. Let's see. I have it right here. It's uh, Zarco Guerrero, and he's going um, actually to do some storytelling with it and um and he's actually going to have different masks that represent different folk tales and stories so um it's something we we haven't had a presenter come through for a while so Araceli has been really excited about this one and we're really excited to have him so um we're hopeful that people will come out and listen to um 
the information he's going to provide and we'll have um, some light refreshments right after that, of course. But um, yeah, but it, it looks, it, it, it sounds really interesting and um, I'm going to be over there probably, I'm supposed to be there um, doing the sound, but I'll probably be there partly listening and getting engrossed in what he's, he's speaking to. That's, he's an Arizona Humanities speaker is how he came to our attention with really good reviews. This will be storytelling that's good for kids and adults, like just kind of the, the history and things behind the Dia de los Muertos. That should be a fantastic program. I want to say last year was the first year back for that program after a little while. Wasn't there a, a little break? Uh, probably during COVID was probably when we had it. Last year we had it on a Friday and we did a bingo night for right. the program. Right. And then the year prior, um, I think I think we took a, a year or two off from yeah. it. Yeah. I was going to say because uh, the young lady who kind of headed up the, the program, Holguin, Sally. Sally. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, she had passed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Araceli um, inherited that program. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I, Araceli's uh, the one that's been running that program okay. for several years. And this is one she, I know she's, she's been, uh, she's been thinking about having a presenter come in for a couple of years and she saw this one and I said, yeah, it sounds perfect. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and have him come through. So we're really excited that he's coming and um, it's, it's kind of a nice family friendly activity. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's at five o'clock. So I, 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 I'll be honest. We are a, we're not a a dominant Hispanic community, but we're darn close to fifty fifty. I mean, Safford is what forty seven percent, forty six percent. Some, it's it's pretty high. Yeah, Hispanic, and and that doesn't mean everybody is Mexican. It Hispanic covers a wide mm-hmm. swath, but the reality is most folks here are Mexican heritage, and it's such an important celebration right. within Mexican culture, I'm surprised we don't make it bigger. Right. And, and I know EA had something last night too, and yeah. then we had ours tonight. So hopefully um, between the two events, folks will learn a little bit more about uh, the celebration. Yeah. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it blow up a little bit um, mm-hmm. just because, I mean, if half your population, I mean, heck we celebrate pioneer days, right. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a wide sm- swath of, population that's lds and right i think that's wonderful that we're celebrating that heritage well you know we've got another group let's celebrate that heritage too right there's nothing wrong with it no and araceli does a really great job of um putting those putting these programs together for us um she's she does a lot of outreach for bilingual um programming in general and she does a really great job we're really excited though for tonight and i know she's she's been prepping for it for uh, probably six months because I think she we have to book these speakers so far out right. through the Arizona Humanities. So she's been planning for this for for a bit. Yeah. So go enjoy, and if it's something you've never experienced before, right, learn. Right, and it's really, and that's what I like about the humanities programs. They're really informative, and you do learn a lot things that we didn't even know, and we're the ones that select the program because we we figure there'll be a community interest, and we end up learning a lot from it. Yeah. So that's happening tonight. What time? Uh, five, five o'clock. Five o'clock. Yes. Okay. And it's at the Library Annex building on Central. Yes, on Central, yes. Which is getting rave reviews. <laughs> I'm serious. Everybody that's, that's gone great. has said the exact same thing. They go, holy cow, what a great space. Right. And it's intimate, but it's big enough. Right. And you got that little riser so I can see. And they said the, the projection is great. Yes. So we... if somebody's using slides or video. Mm-hmm. 
the sound, um, I know our IT department's been working a lot on that, and our friends of the library through some some donations and Eastern Arizona Star is how we got a lot of those projected projectors and speakers. Yeah. Um, so I've I've not heard a negative word about it. So it's it's really we're really fortunate. We really love the building, and we had two cooking classes there yesterday, mm-hmm. and it helps us because it gives us a little bit more flexibility in our main space as well. Yeah, take advantage. Nothing wrong with it. Hey, if City Hall can have an annex, the library can have an annex, right? <laughs> well, and it's just, it's just programs, so yeah, it's, it's great. And our makerspace has room now that we're not it has its own space and it's really starting to build up the use of it matt seeing a lot more people coming in to print things that they need for their homes mm-hmm. so. and i i heard that D went off really well mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um people want more yeah that's the second saturday it the building's always open for gaming so board games um D. Mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering, right. we just encourage people to bring out whatever game they're playing and hang out at the space. Anybody under 16 does need their a grown-up with them, like their guardian. But So it's really geared more for the older teens and the adults. But yeah, open game day once a month. It's 12 to 6, correct? Yes. Yeah, 12 to 6 on Saturdays. And yeah, I know Matt really enjoys it as well. So that's... A- a great program that he's been he's spearheaded he really wanted to to do this so so he's kind of based over in the annex mostly yes, yes. yeah yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense i mean he's doing two of the biggest things there. Mm-hmm. so uh all right so it's november that means a whole new calendar correct yes it does yeah brought our calendar <laughs> yes um okay uh just Welton, we need to talk a lot about him i will let you talk about our author visit yeah we are really excited to host an author we haven't had a large author event in quite a while mm-hmm. so on November 16th. 16th. Let me get on the right side of the calendar. Our calendar's double-sided with two buildings now. So um, on the 16th at 5.30, we have author Jess Walter coming to talk to us. He is the author of Cold Millions and several other novels. So Cold Millions is the one that we've been kind of focusing on. We have copies of it if anybody's interested. But he has um, eight books, two short story compilations, and a nonfiction book, but he's the winner of the Edgar Allan Poe Award and one of the featured authors for the National Endowment of the Arts, Big Read. So he's a fantastic author, um, award-winning books. The name of his other book that's one. Beautiful Ruins. Yeah, so that might be one people are familiar with. But So for a chance to have him come out and visit and talk to us about his books and his process, it should be really interesting. Poe winner, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yes. And this is a program um, we adapted from the Big Read um, because uh, the Cold Millions is one of the selections and we didn't get the grant last year, but Jess was still willing to come for for that day. So we went ahead and, and moved forward with it. So we're really excited that he's he's been willing to come out and speak to his book. He's he's really excited to come out. So we're happy to have him in a couple of weeks. It's coming up quick. And the Cold Millions, did we bring you a copy last time we were on? Mm-mm. Okay, we have a copy for you then at the library, but it's um, historical fiction, and it's set in Spokane, Washington in the early 20th century, and just the way he develops the characters, they're so richly written, it's so descriptive of the times, it's just a wonderful book, but what it covers is kind of the turbulent class warfare of the early 20th century. Ooh, so you hooked me. The, the Wobbly Party, the IWW, it focuses a lot on them and their free speech rallies that they had in Spokane and um, just let's say I've got some notes because I'm reading it again for the second time right now and something new stands out to you every time but the two main characters are the Dolan brothers and it really focuses on 
them and their perspectives of that time, and um, each takes a different approach to feeling like making their place in the world. So it's just very well written. Non-historians tend to romanticize the past. Mm-hmm. I say non-historians. Historians are cut and dried. You know, they are. You know, there was there was a lot of disease, and you know they'll bring all that stuff up. Um, so I like it whenever anybody kind of delves into, I don't want to say the darker side of history, but the more reality of history. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And this does show a lot of that. You know, that's in the portion I'm in right now. It's right after those original um, IWW free speech rallies when they've got all of the people that were doing the protests packed into jails. And so it's covering that portion of it. So, I mean, there's some brutal history involved, but it's very well written. It's not... Um, there's still themes of hope throughout the book, even though it's covering a pretty bad time. But at, the, at its core, it's the story of building the American dream. So it's topics that resonate still today with what we're having happen now. Very good. Mm-hmm. Did you want to mention a couple of the characters that are actual real character, real people, but they've... Yeah, being historical fiction, it does weave real characters through. Um, the one that stood out most to me is <clears throat> Elizabeth Gurley Flynn. And so she was an activist for labor rights and for um, women's voting. And so she, in this, she's very young. She's only, <clears throat> I think, 17 or 18 when she's in this. But she is a real character from history that was just fascinating and um, just kind of how outspoken and brave she was. So she's one of the characters we meet. You know, again, you just said it. I, it never crossed my mind that suffrage and... Uh, the rise of the union mm-hmm. were occurring at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And it just never dawned on me that, cause I, you know, look in Chicago, the Pullman riots were a big deal. I mean, we, we heard about that forever. Um, but you didn't think about, Oh yeah. At the same time, there were these women fighting for these rights, right. you know, to, to just simply vote as well as protections. What was it? The, um, Oh, it was a building that caught on fire in New York and uh, the waste fire the shirt waste fire. shirt waste fire yeah mm-hmm. i mean so these are women who are fighting both for their right to be heard right vote as well as protections mm-hmm. from exploitation correct and it's, and you just they intersect yeah they mm-hmm. do and and it's like wow i 61 and i'm just realizing <laughs> that uh that's what good authors do exactly yeah, and that's, he said, his character development, if you are a reader that wants to really get engrossed in the characters, a fantastic writer for that. But also just like said, descriptive of Spokane and of the time. And it's just, he's a very immersive writer. It's, I'm really enjoying it. Um, my other favorite character, who's not a real person from history, but one of the fictional characters is Ursula the Great. And so we're going to see two very different views of what it was like for women in that time. So we have young Elizabeth Gurley Flynn, an activist, but then we also have Ursula the Great, who's a um, burlesque performer, getting a little bit older. She's still young, but kind of um, what she sees is her role of how she has to survive. So fantastic characters. Very good. All right, so that's coming up on the 16th? 16th. 16th. November 16th at 5.30. That will be at the Annex as well. And that, okay. if you'd like to read the book, anyone listening before the author comes, stop by the library. We have copies, and we'd love to get more people into this book with us. Now, is that a Friends event in the yes. evening? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That's, yeah. This will be the Friends Night Out for okay. November, correct. All right. Mm-hmm. 
All right. What else do we have in November? Oh, well, we have tons oh wait. Of... I should take a break. I, okay. See, we get to talking, and, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's already time for a break. So let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, more with Victoria and Leslie from the library. We'll hear what else is happening at the library this November right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. Victoria Silva and Leslie Talley from the Safford Library are here. 928-428-9494 is the phone number. Before we jump back in on the library, just a quick programming update. The Diamondbacks, yes, they did not win. Mm -hmm. Texas won the World Series, but that's good news for local high school fans because that means there will be a broadcast of a playoff game oh, this okay. week. I'm not sure. Let me take a look. I've got the calendar here. I don't know. It just says state football. Sorry. So I'm not sure which game Lee is broadcasting, but Lee Patterson will be broadcasting some playoff game. I know he's not going to Bullhead City, so it's not Safford. He's not making the trip. So it'll probably be, my guess would be probably Pima. Okay. I think they're the number one ranked in their in their conference. I think they're the number one ranked. So I'm guessing, but I'm not guaranteeing. So I haven't seen Lee yet today. I'll find out. But that, that does mean that there's a playoff game on the radio. Uh, if the Diamondbacks were still in the World yes. Series, we'd play the Diamondbacks. But they're not. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, all right. Uh, library. What what else? We've got it's November. It's a brand new month. Uh, yes. During the break, you told me it's Dinovember. Yes, we celebrate all things dinosaurs in uh, in November or Dinovember. Mm-hmm. Um, the dinosaurs have adventures each day that um, we post on a board, um, and we also post on social media um, that you can see what they're up to after hours when we're not in the building. Yeah, the dinosaurs kind of take over and run amok while the library is closed. So. The kids enjoy coming in each time and seeing what they got into. They trashed our pumpkins from the pumpkin competition that first night. We know we didn't mention who won that contest. We should. Every year, the library has a pumpkin decorating contest for staff. This was our fourth year. And once again, (laughs) the unbeatable Debbie (laughs) Linden was our winner. She has won every single year. And she doesn't just beat us by a little bit. It's a landslide. No, no, no. The one year, she she only beat it by one vote. Okay, there was one person one vote away from her, and the rest of us were like 30 votes behind. So maybe because I'm never in the top, I'm feeling bitter. I don't know. But her pumpkins are fantastic. She won with Wednesday and uh, The Thing. Is that what I remember? Yeah, Wednesday and Thing. And so what's at stake in this competition is bragging rights that she takes full advantage of. Um, a traveling trophy, which is yet never, she's never traveled. It's never traveled. Yes. It's still on her desk. <laughs> Very high end trophy made by a and renowned local chips. artist. And this year, a bag of cherry chips for Christmas baking. <laughs> so, All this right. Is, well, this congratulations. Is big big to Debbie. stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Big stakes. So. Yeah. Debbie again, but no, it's actually in good fun. We do have a lot of fun doing it every year, and it's just something the community can vote on, and staff enjoy doing it. So mm-hmm. it's something we started a few years ago. And I do want to recommend follow the library on social media. Your Instagram is just pure fun. Yes, it and, is. And I did see the which pumpkin was the best. You put up everybody's pumpkins, yeah. and so everybody got to see it. Do follow them on, on you, you're on Facebook too, right? Facebook are out. Yes, we are on Facebook, but the algorithms have changed again. So yep. we, I've noticed we've been pushed down. So, um, but Instagram, yeah, we're, we're popping up more consistently. And we also have a TikTok that I think we've started 
uh, putting videos on again, correct? With yeah. uh, the ghosts coming back last month. The ghosts came back and there'll be some other content. Uh, we also do kind of uh, box unboxing of our new library yes. books on TikTok. So if you want to see the what's I, up that you want on your TBR. I so. have seen those reels on Facebook. Okay. You share them both places. Yes, they go yes. to both places. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not a TikTok guy. So, um, but I've seen them there. Yes, yeah. yes. And they'll show on TikTok. And, and there is a joy in the unboxing can i just say that <laughs> there really is and i get it i understand when when you just love something it comes through and you see right. that in those videos so. yes and jennifer our cataloger is, is our lovely model of all the books that come out and that's our um, hand model you'll it's see. our hand model you'll see her hand <laughs> and um no that she really she does a great job with uh processing all those books because we're getting quite a few in now which is good so um but she i know that's one thing she her and Misty plan every month or every time a box comes in. Yeah, a box comes in. It's it's an exciting time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but so for Dino November, which we didn't, um, with Dino November, we have those activities. What the dinosaurs are doing when we're closed, and we we get pictures. We have pictures and we post them. And then um, they also have our dinosaur day, which I know we mentioned last month for ages uh, three to five and their adult. It'll be next Wednesday, um, November 8th from 10 to 1 p.m. at, at the library. Um, they do dinosaur-themed activities, and um, there's some crafts they get to do as well. And um, it's just encouraging those fine motor um, early childhood skills, but having some fun with dinosaurs along the way. So Yeah, and then all month long, there'll just be other dinosaurs. Like there's a dinosaur scavenger hunt right, right. now. We'll have some different science things that kids can come see. So we just... Have fun with November and dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you are stopping by the library, we are currently hosting the last of the STEM equity exhibits. Those are those science exhibits we've been getting for the last three years mm-hmm. or in a grant that's a four-year cycle. So this one includes a um, animation studio where kids can play with stop-motion animation. There's a wind tunnel to explore and um, just some information on what you could be as a scientist and how scientists work to solve problems in our communities. Really excited. And that's until? Uh, That'll be here until early December. I think it'll be up through the second week. So it'll still be there when we have our holiday open house. But I'd love everybody just to stop by. It's geared for kids kind of 8 to 13, but even the tiniest kids are really enjoying it. The wind tunnel is really really a lot of fun to see them interact with it and figure out, um, you know, they can design airplanes or things that fly to kind of see how a design really affects the flight of certain objects. So mm-hmm. their kids are having a blast and adults are having a lot of fun with them. We've noticed a lot of parents interacting with their children. So that's always um, a benefit to us as well. Yeah, and that's provided through the Space Science Institute. Yes. And uh, American Library Association and um, StarNet. There we go. <laughs> That's my job to remember all of the, the yes. sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they put up the money. Least they can do is get a plug, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that. And then we're, oh, uh, Marari? The Marari Brass Quintet Tet. will be Thank performing um, in the main library. No, we'll no. be in the program room. At the... But they are at the main building, though, yes, right? Yes, in the yes, program yes. room at the main building. Uh, that's at 2 p.m. on Monday the 13th. So kind of a preview of the show that will be happening later in the week through the Gila Valley Arts Council. And we really enjoy having those previews just to see um, for folks that can't go out later in the evening. That's one of the purposes. But it's also for some of the kids. Um, we've seen a, uh, the last couple of presentations that have come through. We've seen a, little, a few families come through and bring their children to it. So just to give them that experience, the different types of music. And I know this is one um, 
we work with Haley Valley Arts Council every year to, to set up these dates when they have their residencies. And we're one small part of that entire residency, which is really, really fun. So. And we've had string quartets before, but this is the first time having a yes. brass quartet or quintet. quintet. Yeah, so I'm really excited to see this one, something different than what we've had. And... Oh, and today, for those um, those of you that have teenagers at home, Anime Club is at 4 o'clock today. Um, it is the first Thursday of every month, and Misty um, has, uh, I think they're doing button making, yep. and they're going to watch, they always watch a different anime, and it kind of gives the kids a feel for what kind of anime they like, and um, I know the kids look forward to it every mm -hmm. month. Yeah, they kind of chat about different anime and then do an activity, so like Victoria said, button making today. And is there anything else? There's so much. I know we're forgetting <laughs> stuff, but um, we haven't gotten the advertising out, but we do want to say that the holiday open house will be December 7th. December 7th, yes. So be. it'll be the next time we're on the radio, but just to kind of mark that on your calendars ahead of time, it'll be December 7th. And um, Santa will be there from 4.30 to 6.30 for photos. So yeah. we're really looking forward to we'll have Santa, bake sale, just some fun activities, some crafts families can do. And then, of Storytelling. course... Usually there there has been in the past. In the I'm past, sure. yeah. we haven't had it the last couple of years. There haven't been as many folks. Um, I think I think part of it too is that we have Santa in the evening now, so that's the draw. So they end up just in line for Santa. So we haven't figured out if we're doing a lot of storytellers this year or not, but possibly. So we're still in the process. <laughs> All right. I hate to say it, we're out of time. There's always too much at the library. The best thing to do is go to the library's website. You can see the full calendar of everything yes. that's happening. And the library's website is? SaffordLibrary.org. Nice and simple. Correct. Victoria, Victoria Silva and Leslie Telly, thank you both so much for being here. I thank you. It. Thank you. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, you guys have a great day. Thank you.